guys, it's Candice Marie with the Alchemist Way podcast. I am coming back with you with another amazing episode. I am super excited about today's guest. She has been a longtime friend, and she is one of the most amazing women visionaries that I have met yet to this day. She has taught me how to live in my own divine feminine energy, and that's what she's going to be teaching you today. Her name is Crystal Logan. She's a board-certified massage therapist. She's a Reiki master teacher, meditation facilitator, and she's a writer. She lives in Boise, Idaho, here with her husband and two twin teenage sons and two beloved dogs. She owns Prism Bodywork and Wellness and founded the Boise Wellness Collective in 2017 with a vision of bringing together a group of holistic practitioners that treat the mind, body, and spirit. Together, they host community classes, meditation groups, and individual offers. Guys, I can't tell you how impressive this woman is, and I can't wait for you guys to get her teachings today, and yeah, let's get started. Hey, Crystal, how's it going? Hi, Candice. It's going good. I'm so excited and happy to be a part of your awesome podcast. Yay. Well, we're glad to have you. So today's topic is the divine feminine energy. This is kind of something that's obviously been around for thousands of years, as you and I know, but a lot of our audience that we speak to might not understand what divine feminine energy means. So can you tell us what that is and kind of how it works? Sure. So um, what divine feminine energy means to me is uh, just that energy um, that all women and female identified bodies carry um, is the opposite to the yang male energy, right? And so we all carry duality. Um, that's part of the universe that we live in. Um, but as bodies, we usually identify as one or the other. And so, um, that divine feminine energy comes from that greater energy of the universe. Okay. So can you tell me what are some of the characteristics of what the divine and feminine energy harbors? So um, feminine is soft. It's receiving. Um, it's also creative. Um, so I use, I like to use the terms yin and yang. Uh, most people understand that kind of duality. Okay. Um, but yeah, just, um, of course the mothering energy, nurturing, um, but also very soft and caring, receiving energy. Awesome. I love that. Uh, so how do you, how do you teach this concept to women? And is there a difference in how you teach this concept to men? Yes. Okay. So that's a two-part question. So let's start with the first part. So um, a lot of times with women, um, it's about cultivating what we already have within ourselves. And so some women are really strongly in tune with that and they're, you know, very feminine. And then other women aren't as much. They might have more of the yang masculine energy. And so for those women, um, I like to have them start to find goddess archetypes that speak to them. Um, so maybe a woman who's like more of a tomboy or who's a very strong personality, she might identify with a goddess that's more like Kali or Dorga, who's just very strong and like warrior energy. 
um, versus maybe some women who have more characteristics of the goddess like Lakshmi, who's very sensual and um, beautiful. And so I like to encourage women to find archetypes that speak to them um, with the different goddesses. And as far as um, teaching men, um, I kind of do that more in a subtle way of just embodying that energy. Because if we carry and hold that energy as women, then that alone teaches men how to treat us, right? And so first we have to honor that goddess within ourselves and own that um, and embody that. Um, and then that energy radiates outward. And so men can then see that um, and recognize it. So it kind of works on the concept as we should treat ourselves as how we would want others to treat us. Is that kind of what you're seeing? Absolutely. Um, but it goes deeper than that too. It's about um, finding those characteristics and working with them and owning them and embodying them. Um, and so that's really a lot of the work that I do in helping women to kind of dive deeper and find those characteristics to um, develop them and, and blossom. Um, because a lot of women, um, they might know, yes, that I'm feminine and I carry this energy, but they don't quite know what to do with it or they don't know quite how to um, let that unfold in their lives. Well, I know personally on my own journey that I've experienced this concept. So me, I have always leaned more towards having a masculine side of energy where I've been really driven. I've been really business oriented. I like to be in charge. So, you know, you can kind of say that I might have some control issues there, but it's been really interesting on my own journey to discover what it means to have that divine feminine energy and to be able to let go of that control and create that type of impact where you're able to just kind of flow like the waters in a river. And it, it feels really good. And I want to thank you because you've been such a huge part of that journey for me. So thank, Aww, you. thank you. Well, I'm happy to do so. And you are a very strong and driven woman. Um, but I can really see how you have developed the yin feminine um, side of your personality as well. And it seems like you have a really good balance of that. I would say most days. <laughs> most days I just want to, you know, tune out the world and I sit and just, you know, I'll be creating content for my business or, you know, I need to check out and other days I'm just killing it with all the marketing stuff. It's just kind of a wild ride. So Absolutely. And there's so many women that identify with that. You know, um, I am sure that there's plenty of women listening to this podcast who are business owners, entrepreneurs, who are go-getters, um, even those working moms, you know, that are just taking care of business every single day. We live in a male-dominated world. We live in this masculine energy of go, 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 do, do, do. And so that's why it's even more important to honor that divine feminine within ourselves and to um, explore those concepts, concepts and embody them. Oh, I have another question for you, Crystal. Um, can you tell me a, a look can, and tell us a little bit about your journey, about how you got to where you are before you started teaching women about the divine feminine energy? Like, what was what was your aha moment that put you on this pathway? 
Mm, okay. Well, um, that's a very long story, but I will try to be <laughs> brief about it. Um, so my journey kind of began with my relationship with my own mother. And I um, was raised by a single mom um, without a father figure. And so the one woman who I looked up to and who was my, my guide um, through most of my young um, life was not in tune with her divine feminine, um, was neglectful and was um, hurting so bad within herself that she just did not have anything extra to give to me. And so um, I grew up in a very um, neglectful and not a whole lot of love and nurturing. And so because of that, um, I really sought that outside of myself. Um, but what I found was that I kept finding relationships with women that were catty, that were mean, that were not supportive, um, that there was competition to where I always felt like I needed to you know, try harder and look a certain way and be someone who I was not to fit in. And so I had a lot of heartache and hardship because of that. Um, constantly seeking that, um, that approval and that love from others. And so, um, kind of what became my aha moment, I would say is I, um, found a teacher. I found a beautiful um, woman here locally who is a shaman and a spiritual teacher. And I started doing goddess work with her. I started um, actively working on healing what I could from my side of my relationship with my mother. And um, I started developing relationships with women who were kind and caring and supportive. and. Um, once I started doing that, it just kind of unfolded naturally. And I started to get even more friendships and meeting women like you who have um, supported me and shown me what it's like to be a woman who stands in power and honor of um, our divine gifts. So, yeah. I love that. So where are you at in your journey today? Like what, what are you currently working on in yourself? Um, you know, so where are you at in life right now with this journey in particular? Right now, I feel like I'm in a really good place. <laughs> I really am happy with who I am. It's been a wild ride. It's been a long um, journey to get here. But um, now I'm at this place in my life where I deeply adore all of the women in my life, all of my friendships, um, even though that relationship with my mother is still not healed. And as of right now, we've not spoken for four years. Um, I still feel really good about it and happy because I am deeply connected to um, my divine feminine into the mother energy of the universe to the earth mother, which supports me and holds me and nurtures me um, to that divine cosmic feminine goddess energy that comes in so many forms and deepening my practice with the archetypes of goddess and walking this path of healing. Um, you know, being a massage therapist and energy worker, I have the um, great gift 
of being able to share my story and support other women on their journey. And it's just such a beautiful time to be alive and um, to be doing this work. So I'm really extremely grateful and happy. That's awesome. I love that. So I have kind of heard a lot of your story on this whole thing. Um, but I would, and I know what your struggles have been personally. So what do you think that your one to two top struggles were getting from a point of where you had suffered this, you know, neglectful relationship with your mother? What were your one to two biggest struggles to get over that? Like, what was it that you had to let go to move forward from that relationship? Because I feel mm, like that's a good question. Yeah, because I mean, in um, society, I feel like a lot of us have struggled with having one, if not both, parents absent. So it, you know, like what were your, what would you say your two biggest struggles were with that? My one big struggle that I had to overcome was letting go of the desire to fix her and to change her, um, letting go of wanting her to be the mother that she never was. Right. So like in my mind, I always had this picture and this vision of this perfect mom that I wanted her to be, you know, baking cookies after school and taking me out to lunch and going shopping, which is what, you know, my friends had these moms that were doing that. And I just wanted that so badly. Um, even after I, you know, had graduated and moved on um, into my twenties, I still had this, this vision and this idea of what I wanted our relationship to look like. Um, and so part of my healing was letting go of, um, the outcome of wanting it to look a certain way and coming to terms with the fact that I have no control over that and that it has to be what it is. So it was almost like a mourning of the loss of that relationship mourning the loss that that it was never going to be that way that I wanted it to be so oh. that was one part of it <laughs> um as I'm sure it comes with many parts <laughs> yeah there was many parts but yeah I'd say that's probably one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome is that um in my heart of hearts I was just so desperately clinging to this vision of how I wanted it to be um and then the other part was really um, letting go of, of wanting to fix her. Um, because again, you know, having a healer's heart and being a fixer, you want to fix people and you want to make it go away and make it better. And um, with certain situations, you just can't do that. Like it's, you know, there, it takes two to tango and they're on their own part of their journey. Absolutely. I know that I had to heal a lot of that kind of same stuff with my dad and the type of relationship that I had with him because it was very similar due to his upbringing. My dad was very cold. So I've had to walk through some of the same paths, but on the opposite side of the masculine energy and understanding 
what that is and try to how to harness that. So it's really interesting to kind of see how the duality mixes between the divine feminine and the divine masculine and how it shapes our personalities and our experiences and all of that. Um, you know, and as we, in the bigger grand scheme of things, you know, as you, I'm sure that you realize as we are healing others, you know, like you, as you walk through this journey of healing that piece of your relationship with your mom, it was what allowed you to heal yourself. So as we heal others, we heal ourselves. And the more that we heal ourselves, the larger and greater impact that we can have on this world and share with other people. So work that you're doing and helping other women discover inside themselves is absolutely beautiful, my friend. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. So the next question that I have for you is what key tips do you have for women and what key tips do you have for men? Because obviously the way that they heal and learn how to harness this divine feminine energy is different. So what key tips do you have for the women and what key tips do you have for men on healing this? Okay. Um, so key tips for women um, would be um, if you're interested in goddess work, um, start to do some research, start to find some books um, that you can read. Um, I'm reading right now a really good one called Awakening Shakti. Um, that kind of talks about different goddesses um, from the um, Indian philosophy, um, although there are many. So um, I would start to look at, um, looking at some archetypes of goddesses that speak to you. Um, maybe there's a part of the world that you're drawn to, um, you know, Ireland or um, Egypt or, you know, just anywhere. Um, and then start to look at those ancient goddesses, um, find one that speaks to you, um, perhaps find a goddess deck. Um, there's a great divine feminine um, deck that I've been using right now that's amazing. Um, it has all sorts of different um, goddess archetypes from all different religions and faiths. Um, and then start to um, connect with that energy. So taking it into your meditation space and um, looking at those gifts and then saying, how can I embody these gifts and strengthen the gifts that I already have? Um, and perhaps finding someone to work with. Um, if you're not quite sure where to begin, find a teacher um, or a guide. Um, feel free to reach out to me if you're local. Um, and so just starting to pick one or two gifts at a time to work on so that you're not overwhelmed. Um, so maybe it's, I need to have more grace in my life. Um, and then focusing on embodying grace and calling on that goddess to help you, um, visualizing yourself as that goddess in tough situations. Like maybe you need to go into, um, a difficult conversation that you're stressed about how to deal with, um, calling on that goddess before you, um, step into that and just breathing into your heart space and say, okay, I'm going to handle this uh, situation with dignity and grace. Um, things like that um, are really practical ways for women. Um, as far as men, I don't work with a lot of men. Um, I haven't yet. That's not to say that I won't in the future. Um, but I think um, 
it's hard for me to speak to um, the masculine side right now, just because I've been so heavily focused on working with women. Um, so I don't know what tips I would have, except for um, there are there are definitely ways that men can also tune into their divine feminine. Because again, we all have both of these energies within us. And the ideal thing would be to do, um, would be to create balance, right? So maybe a man could start to look at um, what are some feminine characteristics that are not strong within me. So like maybe he's not really in tune with his emotions. And so he can start to just sit with an emotion as it arises and noticing it without trying to shove it down. Or maybe um, he can find situations where um, when he would perhaps jump to anger or frustration right away, that he could take a moment to step back and breathe into his heart space and approach the situation with loving kindness. Um, so those are just some things that I would suggest for a man who, who might, um, you know, be wanting to start to connect with that um, feminine energy. And he could also um, take into his meditation space um, archetypes of a goddess that perhaps he would like to connect with. That's awesome. So, okay, we're talking about the feminine energy and, you know, we're kind of getting a clue of how to harness that. So you as a human being, as we know that our energy is always in a state of fluctuation. Sometimes you're a little more feminine in a moment, day to day. Sometimes you're a little more masculine. Um, do you ever notice that when you, because you, I think, are a perfect description of harboring that divine feminine energy, do you ever notice that when you kind of tip your scales a little bit more towards the masculine, that that particular energy affects your relationship in a negative way? Yeah, for sure. Um, if I get into just like the work mode and, um, you know, going nonstop and just constantly, you know, planning and organizing and, um, you know, doing all those things that we have to do, right? Living in um, this American society. If I don't take the time to connect with my feminine energy, I find myself, um, you know, snapping a little more and just being more aggressive and not being as heart-centered and getting frustrated more easily. And so um, absolutely, um, I definitely notice that if I'm not taking the time for um, connection with the divine feminine. And also part of that too is self-care, um, that I can tend to have negative consequences. Um, and again, you know, flipping to the other side, if I'm too emotional, if I'm too like, um, lackadaisical and all over the place and, you know, not, um, doing my chores and the things I need to do, then that also affects me in a negative way. So, it's definitely about finding balance. Very good. Um, so because you stand so strong in your divine feminine character, do you ever find that you come across as intimidating to women that maybe don't harness that type of energy? And if you have found that, how do you deal with that? How do you help others deal with that? 
Um, yes. <laughs> um, I do, as you know, have a pretty strong personality and I have strong convictions. Um, and part of that is because I've had to work really hard to get here. I haven't always been that way. I before was really wishy-washy and meek and would just go along with whatever. And so because I had to really strive to become the woman that I am today, um, I stand strongly in that conviction and I'm proud of the person that I am. And a lot of people might see that as um, being prideful or, um, you know, definitely intimidating. And that's not my intention. However, um, I definitely have had situations where I come across this that way. And so I think part of it is just, I might have to be, and women like us um, who, who identify with that, um, might just need to be a little bit more mindful when we're going into a situation to be a little more soft, to be a little more gentle. It's okay to stand in our power, um, but that maybe if we are around some women who are, who are not there yet, who are just starting on their path, um, that we take a moment to smile and to just let them know that, um, you know, our intention is good. Um, because I think a lot of times um, people just jump to this conclusion that you're, that you're like one of those women, the catty bitches, you know, <laughs> who, um, you know, and that's the, that's also kind of the energy that they exude, right? And so we have to kind of be careful of our energy that we're also, we're standing in our power, but we're not overpowering. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just about being mindful um, of where we're at in the situation that we're in and just um, coming from, from love. And you know what? Not everyone is going to, I, identify with that. Not everyone is going to love us. Not everyone is going to um, be able to receive the energy that we carry. And that's okay. I love that. So you're talking about how to create all of this balance. Um, for women starting out and men starting out trying to find this balance, what would you tell them? Like if you were, if somebody were to come to you and express their fears of getting on this journey, how would you work them through it? So first thing is that we always acknowledge where we're at. We acknowledge our fears. It is scary. It is, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so we don't want to um, negate our feelings of where we're at. Um, but I think it's important to, um, look at the bigger picture and see why it is that we need to do this work. You know, we are living in a society that is very male dominated, um, in a world actually. I mean, who are we kidding? This world, um, has been ruled by patriarchy and, um, this is a time of the divine feminine rising, stepping into our power, owning, um, our, um, divine feminine gifts. Um, and so part of it is knowing why we're doing this work when it gets difficult, you have to have a why, you know? Um, so that's, you know, step one, acknowledge your fear. Step two, have a why. Um, and then three, um, really knowing what it is that you would like to bring 
to this world, exploring those gifts and saying, what am I here to do? Like, what's my purpose? What are my gifts? And then working from that space, doing the work, you know, bringing it into the meditation, doing what it takes to connect with that energy and embody it because no one's going to do it for you. So we are the ones that have to do this. I love it. To make the world a better place. That's beautiful. So um, I just kind of want to have you let clients know how to work with you because obviously like we're working in the online space a lot. Um, I know that you have said for people to reach out to you locally. Um, but, so how can people work with you? Um, so I, right now I'm a bodywork practitioner and I do energy work. Um, I do a little bit of, um, you know, hands-on guided meditation with my energy work here locally. Um, I am at Boise Wellness Collective in Boise off of Overland and Cole. And people can find me through my website, prismbodywork.com, as well as on Instagram at prismbodywork and on Facebook um, slash prison body work. Now, as far as people that are not local, I am starting to do zoom. Thanks to you, Candace <laughs> you got me on board with zoom. So I am available to do coaching calls and face to face over zoom and, or, um, the Facebook, uh, messenger. So however that looks like, um, for people who aren't local, if they'd like to reach out to me, I'm available that way as well. I love it, lady. I can't wait to see what you do inside your business this next year and see how many lives that you are going to help. Well, hey guys, that's a wrap. I just wanted to remind all of our listeners that you can find Crystal on all of her social media platforms. I will post those links in the comments of this podcast. One thing that we are doing here at Seven Sun Alchemy, we have our the Alchemy of Detox 21 Day Challenge coming up. The doors to this close on Sunday. So I encourage you guys to get in and get this bought. It's going to be amazing. Um, anyways, guys, that's all we got for you today. Thank you for joining the Alchemist Way podcast and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye.